It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon, Flow Track Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, like on YouTube. Gordon, happy Monday to you, sir. Why do we say happy Monday? Uh, sarcastically, we say yeah. yeah. We don't actually mean happy Monday. I think everybody's in the same boat on Mondays, right? Yeah. Well, I like Mondays now. I got soccer game on Mondays. Oh, so you got yeah. something to look forward We're 1-0. to. 1-0. Okay. Trying to go to move to 2-0 tonight. Are you the only dunker on your team or potential dunker on your team? Yes, I'm the only potential dunker on my team. What about uh, the league? Have you got to look at the other teams out there? Most of the guys are short. Yeah, not many dunkers out not there. Not many tall soccer players out there. Why don't you play hoops? I should. Right? You're right. Probably just, no, soccer's fun, though. But they couldn't put you on that. They have those six-foot-and-under leagues. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't too do tall. that. No, I'm too tall. Don't you think they should divide it not based on height but dunking status? But you see, you'd be in a gray area there. You'd have to show them the video. And say, hey, guys, I do a track and field podcast where I made it public that I wanted to dunk this year. Does this count? Look at this video. Tell me what you think. Am I on the dunking team or the non-dunking team? Yeah, because I feel like I'm more of a dunker than a non-dunker, but I'm less of a dunker than a dunker. Would you say dunking is more of a state of mind than anything? Yes. It's a place. What did you do this weekend? What did I do? Coached. Uh, six and under girls soccer game. Did you guys win? We don't keep score, Gordon. But yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, we did. Took care of business. What else did we do? Yesterday, watched some hoops. Did a bunch of laundry. When you have three kids, you devote half of at least one day, maybe more, just to laundry. That's it. I, I don't have you, to worry about that. Did, not yet. Not, not yet. yet, anyway. Kids not on the way. Exciting announcement, though, for Gordon coming up on the second half of the show. Yes, big announcement. <laughs> Just kidding. Big announcement. I hope <laughs> you're listening to Mom. What did you? I saw you went on a bike ride. Yeah. Okay. Got a little bike ride in. I'm starting to do some more exercising. I got to get this backflip in by the end of the year. I was. I reminded myself that that was my New Year's Eve resolution is to do a backflip. New Year's resolution. New Year's. Not New Year's Eve. Otherwise, you were late on that. <laughs> do a backflip in 2023. I still have to complete the dunk. So I might go out and practice dunking when I'm in Albuquerque because I figured altitude could probably jump higher. <laughs> That's right? true. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the high jump practice at yeah. NCAAs and just be like, hey, get on that wood show floors. up with the ball and see if I can dunk. All right. So we're talking Euros today, talking the Tokyo Marathon, talking the 10. It was a pretty good weekend in running. Yeah. Probably one of the best Those cons- weekends no, of 2020. No, it was not. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. This is pretty good. No, last weekend was better. This weekend – Though gives you more clarity about the future of track and field than any of those other weekends, I think. Because you got people in championship settings, and then when it comes to the 10, you got people separating into tiers a little bit more, even though it was just a time trial out there. Yeah, but also this past weekend, it's just the Europeans. Like, there's so uh, many uh, more uh, they track athletes up, out there, the Jamaicans, the Americans. There's Sure, but we're getting an idea of what those European athletes like are capable of right now. And when you look at bowl how consistent she was, Hodgkinson, how consistent. Like, we have so many 
data points. Yes, from an indoor season where we're used to not having that many. But I think it was illustrative of what we're going to see. I was thinking after this, because uh, indoors basically technically won't be over until this upcoming weekend with NCAA right, indoors. Right, right. I was thinking after that, pod, so next week sometime, podcast-wise, mm-hmm. we should do a... Outdoor rankings. No, like reevaluating, like we need to change our outdoor predictions. Like, oh, okay. Readjusting, like now that I wish I knew this type feeling. Like if only I knew Fair. that Femke Bowl would do what she did, I probably would have had more potential on her in outdoor. You know, we should rank best out indoor performances too. Not performances, but performers. Like who won indoors? Top five. Any event. The Any mi- country. The mile. No, the mile did not win. I'm talking about <laughs> athletes. The 200 back-to-back victories. All right. Let's go to Istanbul. No surprise to anybody. Jakob Ingebrigtsen completes the double. Last pod, we talked about the 15. Beat Neil Gorley in what was an entertaining race. Runs a 3,000 and did it with a nice little negative split there. So 359 for the first 1,500, then 340, 59. Beats Adele Michal. Looked like vintage Jakob, especially going against a European field. I didn't really think he'd be challenged over those last couple laps. The only question was margin of victory. Yes, we had our over-under on Friday. You set the over-under line at 1.5 seconds. I took the over. Mm -hmm. You took the under. And he beat him by 1.43 seconds. (laughs) God damn it. I've never cheered so hard for runner-up. Just run through the line. Just run through the line. And it wasn't like the guy in second wasn't McCall, like yeah. – McCall wasn't like chasing for second. Like he already was guaranteed second. He could have eased up a little he more. He could have eased up so much, which is what I thought. Like, why does he need to lean for a 741 versus 742? Yeah. If he would have known that I was on the side of like 1.5, he probably would have realized, hey, I can put brakes down a little bit. But still, he was there. He got lucky. No. Can you admit you got lucky? But he was there with 150 to go. Yeah. The margin was way smaller. So it was indicative of the race. I thought the margin was victory. Okay. Do do you read anything into Jakob's performance here? We've had three indoor races for him now, right? Lee Venn, and then now these two at Euro indoors. No, I think he's, based on his expectations, he's kind of just met them mm-hmm. he hasn't exceeded them for sure if you if you i think if you broke a world record that would be an exceeding of an expectation but for what he did he showed that like hey i'm still in the prime of my career i'm still fit i'm still able to go on this starting line and be the guy that everyone wants to be mm-hmm. and he hasn't showed any signs of stepping like backtracking what's the word not yeah st- stepping back what's a yeah no backtracking no, no not back no backsliding no 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 Taking a, oh God, when like don't worry about it. We're we're past it. We're moving right. on. We're gonna talk about Keely Hodgkinson now. All right, let's talk about Keely. She rolled. She rolled. She did what she was supposed to do. And when you talk about athletes whose stock improved the most indoors, and we'll have that discussion later on, I think she's got to be on that list. This was just such a composed one fifty eight. The back half of the race, like she just put her foot on the gas, and she looked like she could assert her will. She could end this race whenever she wanted to, and she decided to do it over those last couple laps and just looked so in control running 158. Look at this graphic. The European Athletics 
graphics department. Shout out to them. On one. Look at this. Like the yeah, little yeah. blend of the, the the national flag with the time. I kind of you kind of can't find the 158. I like it though. In the graphic, I like that the time is in the graphic though. Yeah, but time is like hidden. Like you don't know where to look. It's like where is it? Because it's, it's white on a little bit of white. You learned a lot about graphics last week. I would say this is a good graphic. I feel like they should have put the time where the word champion is. Nah, champion's more important. Time is sick. Times for the real, the diehards, the nerds who are really gonna study the graphic and find also, every single I, part. Of I it. love that they have on the graphic 800 meters, just in case. Yeah, you know, no, no, we got it. We got no, it. Because some people are like, what did she win? Does she win the 60 hurdles? I don't know. What's a 158.66? Is that a 3K time? I don't know. I need to be told it's 800 meters. The caption is correct, though. Never in doubt. That's a great way to put it. It was never in doubt. Never, yeah. I mean, just totally a level above everybody else. I think we agree there's only one woman right now in the world who can beat her right now. And that's, that's the thing, Mo. She's not competing in the European Indoor Championship. So Hodgkinson just running with a high level of confidence right now. Let's move on. This was an entertaining race. The men's 400. We this is probably the one I was probably most excited to watch. <laughs> well, because we thought, hey, Warholm maybe cracks 45 seconds, but also he's not a four-meter runner, so maybe someone could, could pull an upset. He goes out in 20.84 for the first 200. We all know Warholm as an aggressive starter when there's hurdles. And when he doesn't have hurdles, this is, the, this is what I imagine is going on in his head. When he does the first 200 with no hurdles. Whee! <laughs> like he's just so excited that there's nothing in his way. But then reality set in on the back half, starts to slow, and then really ties up and almost gets caught in the final strides. Uh, his quote was, I was just fighting my ass off to save myself. And I'm just very happy it was gold today. So Watrin of Belgium was like right there on that, on that final stride. But I think one of the most entertaining races the whole weekend didn't he also say something in his post-race interview that he's looking to do more open 400s Mm, i like that i know you're interested in that right yeah do you because i know like he went what do you want 45 low the guy what's his what's the world record he ran (laughs) 45 It feels like he should be faster. Yeah, but this is what when you go out in twenty point eight though, this is what happens. But if he does it more, I think he's going to settle into a open four hundred meter race pattern because then there's an indoor race pattern too, which is totally different because you're worried about being clean at the break, right? So it's this is a tough one to master. I admire his aggressiveness over the first two hundred. Like it just feels like he should be able to. I mean, I guess indoor you're not going to run forty three seconds into. But what do you think he can run? Fresh, because we've had a few times when he's run a fresh 400, like in a Diamond League, and he runs like nothing mind-blowing. It's very like, that doesn't make sense. 44.87 is the PB. Yeah, like 44.87, like that's less than a second faster than his hurdle PB. A little bit more, 45.94. Okay, just about a second faster. Yeah. He should be able to run a 43.9. 43.9? Yeah, you could convince me of that. But the problem is when he's in shape to run the 45.9 and the 400 hurdles, he's not also doing the 400. He's doing the 400 three weeks later okay. when he's coming down off the peak. Also, the way he runs those hurdles races, it's like, again, I know it matters. It slows him down, but he just runs them with such aggressiveness. There's 400-meter hurdle runners who are going to translate really well to the quarter, and then there's some 400-meter hurdle runners who it's clear that that is their event, right? Contrast this to Ry Benjamin. Who's better in the open quarter, Warholm or Benjamin? 
You say Benjamin, Benjamin right? Yeah. And it, maybe it's just because of reps and running all those four, uh, open quarters. Also, Benjamin has run really strong 200-meter times. But just some people adapt better to the hurdles than others. And obviously, there's a huge technical element in it as well that makes it more complicated. But I agree with you. I'd love to see him run more. I think he has a misleading PB in the open quarter. I could see him low 44s at the very least, if not maybe even sneaking into the high 43s because we're in a 45.9 with barriers. It's crazy. All right. Next one. Running through these. Oh, let's talk men's 60. Let's talk it. So, big day for Italy. Big day. One, two between uh, Ceccarelli and Marcel Jacobs. Ceccarelli had a great day in general. 647 in the prelim. Then comes back and runs 648 to beat Lamont Marcel Jacobs, who was 650 in the final. Jacobs, bunch of tape on his legs, limping around afterwards. That's obviously a big part of the story here. Just guy just can't seem to be healthy now for an extended period of time. What were your thoughts? I mean, Jacobs was already flirting with being off my list of medal contenders in the outdoor hundred. Yeah. You know, you could argue like, oh, he's in health. It's a thing. And global outdoors last year, he obviously pulled out early. And now you have this kind of indoor season where, you know, he's losing a bunch of times, lost at the Italy championships, and he loses again here. Yeah. But if you're going to lose to someone at the Italian championships, at least it's a guy who's now a 647 guy in Samuel Ceccarelli. Like, it wasn't just a complete no-name. I'm looking for silver linings. But yeah. Sure, you can look yeah. for all the silver linings you got there, yeah. but it's, it's he's not, not in your look. top. He's not in your top eight anymore? Yeah, he's not making a final in my mind. What if his health fortunes reverse, though? Last year, he was healthy during indoors. Wins world indoors, and beats then, Christian Coleman, then gets hurt before getting healthy again to win. So Euros. he's just taking all the bad health juju and putting it in the indoor season. Yeah, maybe that's it. This wasn't his trainer's a genius. I'm going to hurt him <laughs> in indoors, so then he's healthy outdoors. This wasn't a disaster. It wasn't good, but it wasn't a disaster for him. It, it could have. I thought there was a potential. But the expectation is much is way higher. higher than this. Yes. Is it a disaster if LeBron James gets knocked out in the second round? Yes. We're keeping that LeBron James but, uh, thread going. I like is it. Is it a disaster if DeMar DeRozan gets knocked out in the second round? Well, like, no. Reese Prescott got last in the final. That's And Re- Prescott was the guy I picked to win the thing because he had run sub 6-5 this year. That's what I'm saying. It could be worse. I think the bigger issue is the injury, not the, not the silver medal. It's all right. Now the indoors is done. How healthy are you? For outdoors. But right now, yes, you have Curly ahead of him, Lyle's ahead of him. Two. Right? Romel. Three. Bracey. We don't know, but probably four. Coleman. Five. Seville. Blake. Omanyala. Maybe DeGrasse. Michael Norman. Michael Norman. <laughs> the three other guys in the U.S. who are going to run the 100. <laughs> we don't know Terrence yet. Jones is looking good now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy from Botswana, Tobogo. Tobogo. Yeah, I could keep going. There's, there's a log jam there. Right? Ash, Ashe, Ashe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's another guy too. Well, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at sixty times, right? I'm looking at just the global. Now that we're almost done, we got one more meet, basically, right? So who, who really rocked it in the in the sixty this year? We have Bromel with the six forty two, right? Then you have Terrence Jones. You, you're going to have a lot of college presence here, and that's just true every year because they run it a bunch of times. So you have Romel 642, Jones 646, Coleman 647, Samuel Ceccarelli, the guy who won, 
647, then Mikai Williams, then Reese Prescott, then Jacobs. But I think everybody thinks we're grading Jacobs based on what he's done, what he's capable of, which is low six fours. Yeah. Right? But still faster than Lyles this year, you know, faster than a Shea. Again, not a complete disaster, but if he's banged up going into outdoors, it's tough. It's tough to see. Because I think what's it going to take to get on the podium this year? 9-8 low, low. probably considering. 9-8-4. If the track is relatively normal, you know, the weather's normal, all that other stuff. Yeah, I think I said even last year, I thought a high 9-7 is going to win it in Budapest, I think. So he he needs to be doesn't need to be exactly Tokyo, Lamont Jacobs to get a medal, but he needs to be pretty close. And there's just so many guys right now that you could see in the mid nine eights to mid nine nines. Here's my thing: How long can you ride off? Like, can analysts hold on to an athlete's extremely valuable performance when it doesn't matter anymore? Like, when does what he did in the summer of 2021 not mean anything? You get him at least another Olympic cycle. Because he's going to go to Paris as the okay, reigning so he, Olympic okay, champion. Okay, so if he goes into this outdoor season, gets out in the semifinals, you know, he runs like 9-9-3, so he doesn't run awful, but he's like not there. Are we going to go to 2024 and be like, keep an eye on Lamont. He just ran a 647 indoor time. Oh, you're talking about us. Or anybody. Like, how long can you ride the coattails of a extremely great performance? Well, injuries give you a pass in a way that just poor performance doesn't. If you show up and people assume you're healthy yeah, and then you run below expectation – People are going to be like, oh, wow, that's just who they are now. But if you show up and you have an injury or you get injured right before or you reveal injury right after, then you're like, okay, well, maybe I didn't see them at 100%. I just think, like, track needs to do a better job at what have you done for me lately analysis. Well, that, you, you, you have a microphone. You can do that. Okay. So what has he done, he done for me lately? I mean, one He's Euros, running slower than college kids. Well, but he, you, all, you say that every year, and a lot of people run slower than college kids. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. He won Euros at the end of last year in the 100. We were, we're so focused on That's true. world outdoors, right? So, again, this was not a good indoor season for him. I don't think he thinks it was a good indoor season for him. But it wasn't a disaster. This weekend could have been a lot worse, and this whole season could have been a lot worse. He slides down a couple spots if I'm making power rankings, but it's not something that he can't recover the first couple weeks of outdoors. Also, he's not competing in a country – where he needs to worry about, well, now he needs to worry about top two, obviously, but he doesn't need to worry yeah, like yeah. the U.S. guys do yeah, yeah. about just making the team. For sure. All right. All right. Let's keep going. I will say it's great that uh, – so Twitter w- wasn't working right before the podcast went live, but now it's working, so we're able to show all these tweets in the podcast. So All the awesome graphics. Yeah, yes. so let's go to Femke Bowl. Wins it in 49.85. That's her third sub-50 this year, Gordon. Entering this season, only three women in history had run sub-50. Bulls done it three times. I am impressed. I did not expect her to run sub-50. I thought she'd run 50 point. I thought there was no reason for her to try to run fast, any faster than that. So I was wrong Yeah, with Femke Bull. Um, 
it's just we're I'm still struggling though to like grasp an idea that she can beat Sydney. It's just really hard. Even though she's doing she there's nothing she had like a perfect she had A plus plus indoor season. Yeah. Can't ask for anything more. She exceeded, she put herself into a new tier, but it's just Sydney's in God tier. You know, she's in like like <laughs> She's in goat tier, but like she's yeah. in god tier, so it's like hard to get into the god tier. Well, okay, but let's just let's put her aside. Let's put Sydney aside for a second and just talk about bull. I think just the consistency is what stands out to you. Yeah, right, doing it over and over and over again. And I thought you were gonna say you don't know how to look at four hundred meter indoor times when you started that sentence. If I don't know how to get past comparing her to Sydney, I think it's more just the history books are tough in this event. Don't have a yeah. lot of pros running it. But we do know that three sub-50 times even outdoors, we'd be talking about. If she opened her season with these sort of performances on an outdoor track, you'd take note. Indoors, even more so. Also, I wasn't going to bring up the fact that you said her time would be slower than the NCAA winner's time. But just know that I remember that and I'm hold on to that. And you said Warholms would be faster. So I don't know if that goes <laughs> officially. going to be off. Yeah. I don't. Those were that was easy money for me. I don't know if we add that to the over unders. Do we bet money? We shook hands on it. Yeah. Do we have a wager? Though? Four thousand dollars. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know 4, why. Four thousand. Yeah, I don't know why I went for it. Is that just like you have a bill coming up that's four thousand dollars? Maybe, exactly. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll Venmo you. Laura Muir, she won. That was easy. That was similar to those other favorites, cruising. Um, some other notable performances. Men's sixty hurdles. Jason Josephs, he's had a really good season for Switzerland. He was 741 in the highs. Um, long jump, pretty exciting. Jasmine Sawyers, I don't know, people might have seen the clips of her celebration going around. It was pretty cool. She got over seven meters for the first time. Tentaglu won three in a row. Uh, Rita Hersk won for Finland in the high hurdles, 7.79. Oh, 800 was close. Ben at the line gets past Robert. I know you've been waiting for that men's 800 performance to just – Supercharge your excitement. It's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if that one was it, but that was no, a no, close no. finish. None of the indoor stuff is going to supercharge me. I've got to wait for – it's all going to come down to the Doha 800. The first 800 in Doha, Diamond Lake, that's when we're going to know. <laughs> You're the first person who's ever said it all comes down to the Doha 800. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to say the first thing. It's like Garden State. It's the same thing. <laughs> all right. Tokyo? Yeah. Tokyo Marathon was this weekend – Saturday night in the U.S., Sunday morning in Tokyo. Let's throw those results up there. We had two very different races just in terms of how the endings played out, but very exciting ones. First off, the men, Deso Gamisa, 205-22, neck and neck uh, with Mohamed Issa. A little bit of tactics there with uh, Gamisa moving out, pushing Issa out of the way. Get it to third. Caprutu for Cam Levins just breaks his own, smashes his own Canadian record, runs 205.36, was with the leaders for a lot of that race. This race went out crazy fast, Gordon. There was just a huge pack of guys that looked like they'd run incredible times. They slowed a little bit on the back half, and the numbers in that pack dwindled, but um, exciting race at the finish there. We can throw up, uh, Nico, let's throw up that last minute. I think we have it. Here, so people can see, excuse me, on YouTube, 
You some water? No, I'm good. I just uh, I was impressed with with Cam Levens hanging with that pack. Yeah, two hundred five thirty six is quick. Yeah, goes from two hundred sevens to two hundred fives. First time in the two hundred fives. I mean, he's stringing together some good races too. Remember fourth at Worlds in Eugene. So developing a bit of a trend here. But look at this finish uh, between Galmisa and Isa. <laughs> look at the line Galmisa takes. Has time to do the salute. Top three guys finish all within three seconds. Top two guys uh, marked at the same time. But Levens for Canada charging hard in fifth. We'll get another angle of it if you let the video run there, Nico. Man, you remember covering Levens when he was in college or early pros, right? Huge mileage guy. We all thought marathon's where it's going to be. If I told you five years ago, Cam Levens is going to run 205, I don't think anyone would take that bet. I agree. I agree. I mean, the, the event. He's had like a huge resurgence. He's had a huge resurgence. The event obviously has changed. Like the times have changed a little bit as well, too. But just for him to be in this shot, to be in the mix, to be with this pack is is huge progress for him. Yeah. And, I, you know, the tr huge mileage guy like that, you think, all right, well, they have this period of time and then they're going to fall off and they're, all those miles are going to add up and their career is going to be short. Levens hasn't been like that, hasn't gone in a straight line at all. It's wild. Um, think about this. Hmm. If someone, if I would have told you 10 years ago that Cam Levens would have a faster marathon PB than Galen Rupp. Yeah. Still, you'd you take the two medals with Rupp, though, over Levens. But sure. Yeah, the marathon it's kind of weird, though, when you think about it. It's like, whoa, like 205. This isn't like 207 PB. This is a 205 only less than 15 seconds away from winning it. Mm. Very impressive. What do you think that move by Gilmisa at the end there? I think it's always interesting watching when marathons come down to a like a photo finish. Yeah. Because their their bodies are not like in track mode where like straight line, like we're setting up for a fast kick and end of a fifteen hundred. Like yeah. the bodies have been through twenty six miles of you know, rough. So you, you you're not really poised in your sprinting. And I you think also have a full road, too. You have a full road, but I think you don't really have as much control over your form in the final uh, straightaway of a marathon as yeah, you do marathon, yeah. at the final straightaway of a 10K or 5K. And I think that's what causes people to kind of veer left or veer right or just be a little wobbly, which makes for those photo finishes to be more fun. Women's side of things, less drama at the end, but the result is just another... Two sub two seventeen times. So Rosemary Wingiro, two sixteen twenty eight. Sahai Gemichu, two sixteen fifty six. I have no idea what the top ten rankings would look like if you did it in the women's marathon. Now, for a while, you're just like, all right, it's these three. Okay, it's these four. All right, two more women added. It's probably between these six. And then every time there's a major or any sort of fast race, you add. Another person or two, but Wenju looked real good, dominant over the the back half. And again, these are these runners have all sorts of different backgrounds, right? Some of these the women who are running these fast times, we knew about them for a while, and then the time dropped. Some of them are coming out of nowhere. Some of them are moving from the track, right? Like G'day, Debaba, or uh, Alma Zayana. It's just like there's no one profile right now, but they're all just joining this club of women who can run 
under 217. And this makes me think, you know, we talked about last year, uh, all the best, you know, whatever, 80% of the top times are from, from the past two years. Yeah. This year, 2023. Another 80%. Yeah. What's going to push out. So it'll be 160%. No, this, this year is going to crowd out or at least accompany that. It's going to be like, remember when people were running slow in 2022? Yeah. (laughs) Remember when we thought 216 was fast? It's just like, it's ridiculous. I don't know how to, I don't know how to process any of it. Betsy Sena, a top American. She ran 221.40. Pretty good. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. Change of uh, uh, allegiance for Sena. I remember way back when she was competing with, uh, or for a little while, she was with Bowerman, right? It was a, a small stretch of time. Was she Bowerman? Yeah. Or the OTC. I, no, I think she was Bowerman for, Bowerman. for or I don't know if she ever raced. Oh, I'm with confusing them. her with someone else. So Iowa State grad. NCAA champion as well too. Someone's been around for a while, but when you look at uh, that finish time, it's like already you look at uh, like you're, you're seeing okay, well, how many women in the U.S. can run that time? So it's another person to look out for Olympic on the U.S. side, yeah, for the Olympic trials. But yeah, the the run for Wenju, uh, dominant performance again. I mean, you pull up these. I'm looking at the all time list. It's just incredible. I mean. Before this race, there was only seven performances in the sub-217. So you add two more in there. So even amongst the high standards that we're dealing with right now, these two runs on Sunday stand out, right? Even in this new world of women's marathoning, a sub-217 is rare. It is wild. But, yeah, she kind of just killed it. You love rankings. I do. So I think we should. I think I should yeah, commission get you. Don't get me started on my rankings. You love rankings. I think I should commission you to come up with an algorithm to figure out. Oh, I will. The women's marathon right now. It might be the toughest event to rank. Because marathons, they don't race that much. But on the men's side, Kipchoge's throwing you a bone. He's saying, hey, I'm number one over here. The women's side, you just don't know what to do with all these fast times. I can figure it out. All right, it's your homework. I'll have the rankings ready before Boston Marathon. Oh, yeah, let's say Boston or London, because then they're just going to change. And then change. you're going to see how difficult it is, because you're going to go to Boston and be like, wait, hold on. Why did the ninth best woman beat this, the second seed? This is crazy. Uh, all right. The 10. You ready for the 10? Why did they call it the 10? Because it's a 10,000-meter run. I don't know, it's just Jesse, right? Yeah. He does the track meet, the 10. It's like real punchy. Drop the the, just Facebook, right? It's very Sean Parker. You were in that movie. You know what I'm talking about. I was in the movie. Yeah. Guys, Gordon was in The Social Network. I was in it. I was an extra. Yeah. Don't say that part. Well, well yeah, I'm not a professional actor. They're going to think I actually was like a hired actor. After be... Gordon got I turned paid. down I got to be $120 in a... to be Really? Like, yeah. How long work? How many hours? Uh, like... Four to five hours. And during that four to five hours? Got free food. Was it good? No. No. But it was just free. How many times did you have to walk the same route? A bunch. Like 20. Fincher, man. I wore a Harvard sweatshirt because yeah. I had to be a Harvard student. But they just used the tall shot, right? They, they never... You told me where the I scene didn't get like... a close-up. There's not a close-up, but you see me on the screen. Yeah. In the, it's, in the, it's in the first 10 minutes of the movie. If yeah. you can find it, oh my goodness... Screenshot it. People are gonna be watching. Gordon it. will send you another gift card. I I'm in I'm in it when uh, after the main character gets broken up by his girlfriend. The main character, yeah, Jess, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. 
Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg gets broken up. Well he, well, he breaks up with his girlfriend at the bar. No, no, she dumps him. Or she dumps him. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, actors don't watch their own movies. Come on. Let's <laughs> be honest. Come on. Uh, we got... I, I didn't show up. We show up to the premiere, and then we go to the bar. Uh, no, but... Uh, it's after... He's running to... Like, into his dorm. Right, it's the high... Sh- the overhead shot, right? Like a drone-type shot. No, it's not drone. Oh. It's, it's this. Close. Way. But he's running into the dorm, and I'm walking... In the screen when he's wanting into the door. Was he really there when you shot it? Or yeah, no? yeah, he was really there. That actor was really there. Oh, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. I, I met Spider. No, not Jet. Oh, Eduardo. It was Eduardo. Okay, gotcha. Wait, was it Eduardo or Jesse? I don't know. It was one of the one of those two. They anyway. They were running into a fake dorm, which actually was at Johns Hopkins. Yeah, it right? was a mechanical engineer engineering building. They pretended was a dorm because they're not allowed to film anything at Harvard. Correct. All right, there we go. So that's why they call it the Ten. That's why they call it the 10. Do you understand that? Yes. This all comes together. All right. Well, what do you think of this women's race? Let's start there. Ailish McCoggan came to play. She did. She uh, broke the British record, runs 30 flat. Alicia Monson second, 30.03. She broke the American record. Uh, Ellie Hennison third, 30.48. Monson did the leading here. Uh, very steady pace. After the rabbit stepped off, she was just clicking off the laps. And then McColgan closed pretty quick over the last 400 to uh, to get the victory, to almost crack 30 minutes and maybe establish herself as a medal contender outdoors too. And she's running the London Marathon as well. So a lot of options for McColgan. Yeah, uh, very impressive. I'm sure she's like, oh, it would have been nice to have a 29.59 oh, time, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, break 30. Um, and Alicia Monson... It's like we knew that Monson is in the best shape of her of her career. So we, I think we both took the under on the American record because they're like she's just on fire right now. There's no way she's not going to break it. I do think though the question is all right. You can do these thirty thirty O's and thirty O threes in this time trial environment. Sure, sure. How will Monson fare when she goes against the the Ethiopians and the Kenyans? In a tactical 10K or a tactical 5K in the summer. Yeah. Indoors is weird. So, like, it's cool to win indoors, but, you know, we've had many times when people have dominated indoors and then they're, uh, you know, the eighth best person outdoors. So, she knows she has the fitness. If you can run 30 flat, you're fit. (laughs) So, like, she has the talent, but the question is, will it translate to the tactical talent, which... She really will only know if she has until the day of. Like, you can't prove your tactical talent Well, up until then. You know, you could knock down the 1500 PB. That's part of it, right? Because yeah. there's that, that style of race where there's if – if it's a hard race from the get-go, right, and it looks like this, but she's not having to lead the whole way, all right, you're in a good position, right? Because now you're a 30.03 runner instead of – what was she? She knocked – 40, 50 seconds off of her PB. So she's that caliber runner. The second part is, all right, what if they dilly-dally a bit in the beginning and then they get going? All right, well, how fast is your five or how fast is your 15? The other step, though, is what if it's a progressively quickening race, right? How quickly can you shift gears in the last 400? Can you go sub 60 in the last 400 you go back and you look you know, some of sifan hassan's splits were absolutely insane in some of 
those 10,000s that, that she ran. So you don't expect that. But this at least puts McCaulgan and Monson further into the conversation of types of races that they can be involved in with a chance to finish strong and get a win. Because, you know, maybe it's not going to be tactical. Some of these 10,000s recently have been pretty quick. So she broke Schweitzer's record, or was it Cranny's record? No, it was Huddle's record. Cranny just missed it, remember? Oh, Cranny just missed But yeah. what did Schweitzer run at the 10 last year? Uh, what well, was all about Cranny? Uh, Schweitzer was – no, Schweitzer's PB is 30-18 from Eugene. 30 – okay, 30-18. Okay. Oh, 30 – that's – she literally ran it. Okay. Well, I was thinking because Schweitzer was ninth at Worlds last year. That was PB. That was a PB. Yeah. But you could argue that she really was – in the second group, because there was six women: Gaday, Obiri, uh, Kip, Kip Kemboy, Hassan, Daniel, Tay, and Kip Kuri. Or no, just Tay. The top six were kind of separate from the rest of the pack. Yeah. So the question is: Can Monson get into that top six where she's in it with a lap to go? They ran three o thirty o nine to thirty twelve. It was okay. like that group of yeah. top. But six they women. did it with a violent acceleration yeah. at some point which broke the race open right? so like schweizer was never in it she she was five seconds back from that front group how i just we i don't know how to predict whether or not either of these two athletes are gonna are at the level now to be able to it be in that top six group yeah it's another tool you have to have in your toolkit yeah. when you go to these meets the good thing for them though is they have time to work on it not that you could just say, yeah. oh, I'm going to work on becoming a faster <laughs> final 400-meter runner and just snap your fingers and make it happen. But it at least eliminates being able to run this fast in a paced race. And for Monson, being able to run this fast in a race where you did a lot of the leading takes away some of the paths that other runners can beat you at. Now you are this fast over 10,000. So my point is now they can, they can kind of drill down on that. Also... After this race, we, we knew McCaulgan was going to make it in the five in the 10 in Great Britain. But after this race, do you have any doubt that Monson's going to have any issue in the U.S. trials winning the five of the 10? Or, no. Or qualifying, no, right? No, absolutely not. Right. So then she could – this is helpful to her too because then she can shift her focus now towards Budapest. Not that she's going to take it for granted, but we think she has a nice cushion here. Now. Yeah, that's a good point. And with, with the way that the world standard stuff works, there might be a situation where she'll get in because – well, this only had points, three, right? Only three women will have the standard. Yeah, this had points. Yeah. Added two, right? This was a B? Well, it doesn't matter. She C? got the standard. She doesn't need to worry about points anymore. Oh. This is standard. That's oh, once oh you're, I'm once sorry. You're, once you get so the time standard. Three women now have the time standard. Okay. Who are they? I think Cranny, Schweizer, and Monson. Yeah, and that would be the – those would be the three people yeah. you'd think. That would so come if to mind. there's not a fourth person that gets world ranking high enough, which I don't know if that will ever happen, Monson could even jog – I'm getting. That's a luxury. Yeah. We've seen American women dominate, you know, domestically before, right? In five and the 10. Getting that medal at Worlds, though, is tough, especially in the five. In the 10, we've seen it. Flanagan, uh, Goucher, Molly Huddle, or sorry, uh, Emily Enfield, uh -huh. right? So, sorry. You just did some huddle. What sorry. happened to her to NFL? She... Well, she was on those so many teams, though. My point yeah, is, right? Yeah. She was always in the five, always in the 10. That, that's what my point was. Um, can doing it in the five would be historic. It's never, never been done. And I think doing it in the 10, this is a tough era right now in the women's 10. So doing it in the 10 now is, is going to be increasingly difficult. 
is Monson different than those other runners over the past couple championships who haven't been able to do it? We'll see. But I, the one thing she has, I think, over a lot of the, it's like she's always been able to kick, right? She's always been a good closer. Will that translate when she goes against these top, like the Gadays and the Hassans of the world? I don't know because she didn't kick here. But that was after leading. How long did she lead for? Go, go, score mean, to the bottom. Got, Look at when the the last rabbit stepped off. Uh, here I don't know which one. Who was the rabbit? It was. Was it, it was Norris, wasn't it? Here, okay, yeah, here, fourteen thirty. So after forty eight hundred five k, that's a lot of time leading. She's not going to do that at Worlds. She's not going to do that at USA's. She's going to sit. So you're saying that if. It was the other way around. She would have closed in 64 and it's a different McLaughlin race. would have closed in 67. Yeah, it's a different race, I think. I don't need necessarily a one-to-one there, but... And then that's like the point of this race for them to run fast. Get the get, time. Get the yeah. time, get the record. They both did. McColgan got it by a second, which is kind of cool. There was no drama for Monson, but Radcliffe's record was 30-01. <laughs> so that was pretty cool that she got it by, by a second, but... Monson's not going to do this much leading ever again. I don't think. She's just forever going to go throughout the rest of her life, never in front of any <laughs> line. She's <laughs> like, oh, supermarket. Oh, no, after you. 15 what? items? I got 16. I got 16. Go, go, go back. No, I meant... <laughs> what I meant to say was that she... At the at USA, she has no incentive to go to the front. She's yeah, yeah. one of the three with the standard, and she can kick. Worlds, I think she knows... That if she speeds the pace up, there'll be a bunch of women who can go with her. So there's really no point in that. So you might as well just sit with the pack and, and try to kick. But I'm just – she's always had the ability to close, right? Again, this is a different level of competition, but that's always been there. So I want to see if she can she can develop that over the next couple of years. Do you need water? No. I just got allergies. We're good. Okay. Um. Men's race. You want to break it down? It's the 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 K versus K show, the Klecker Kincaid show, where they're the, we we knew that they were the two kind of top dogs here, uh, and Kincaid kind of did another classic Kincaid thing where he uh, pulls away at the very end. Are you are you got to go somewhere? Oh, I I gotta keep talking. Kevin was sick after all. He's got the allergies. But anyway, back to talking about this. Yeah. So Kincaid did his classic Kincaid thing. I was kind of surprised it wasn't much faster, but clearly they were just focusing on that 27-10 time. So they weren't trying to do anything crazy to flirt with American records. Um, but Klecker did a lot of the work. Kincaid came away with the victory. Not sure, you know, if that means much. Because, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what do you take away from, like, I got the win at the 10? Right. The whole point, get the time. Yeah. Keep it moving. I can understand, though, both in the men's and the women's race, you had two-person races. It boiled down to two-person races. There was a huge gap to third, and then the person who was doing all the leading got outkicked. Least surprising outcome in history, and especially with someone like Kincaid, who is a kicker. Right? If you're trying to beat Woody Kincaid, you want to make him lead. Yeah. <laughs> Right? You want to put him in an uncomfortable position. He's really comfortable being in second, third, or fourth, or even fifth. It would be cool if there's like a mutiny against Kincaid where 
they find a way to like really force him to lead, and yeah. we have a situation where they're walking the first five k at yeah. the trials. We're yeah. like, nope, we're not gonna do it. Kincaid, you will be in the front. I mean, this is the peril of races like this that are purely based on time. It's you get collector's not gonna slow down in this race, yeah, because what's the point? Of yeah, traveling to run this race if you're just gonna do a tactical race, but then. You have a situation where it leads to this very predictable think, outcome. Do you think Kincaid should give Klecker like a couple bucks here? Be like, you're the reason why I have the standard now? Yeah, a fist bump. Oh, cash. Oh, cash. Just cash, cash? Yeah, maybe. Klecker could have been like, I'm not going to give you the standard. Maybe, hey, we maybe it's a situation where we both make it to Budapest, you and I. I'll buy a beer after the final, something like that. I don't know. Or there could be competitions like, you know what? Why should I help you get the standard? I won't even show up at this meet. I'm going to go run at a different meet where Kincaid can't come. Isn't that literally what people do? I mean, people plan their seasons around, I don't want to help out my competition. But then it makes too much sense at this point in the year not to do this meet. Yeah. Right? This is. We will not be talking about this result in a month. I'm going to be using this for all my rankings. No, this is not. This is not. It'd be one thing if they ran crazy fast like the women did. Yeah. They didn't run, cra- they didn't run crazy fast. In a regular race, would you take Kincaid over Klecker right now? Probably. I'd probably. Still, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's not because of this race. No, it's not because of all the other ones. Yeah. I mean, and he literally did this in indoors. Yeah. <laughs> literally happened a few weeks ago where Klecker did a bunch of leading and Kincaid came around, and that one was to break the American record. Yeah. Uh, now only three men have the standard for the U.S. in the 10K, Fisher, Kincaid, and Klecker. So similar to the women's side, three men have the standard. Can you imagine anyone else getting the standard outside of those three? Abdi? Nur? I'm Nur, yeah, maybe. I mean, Connor Mance was in this race. He got yeah. fourth in 27-25. But you kind of look at it, outside the top three on the men and women, it's going to be hard. These 10K trials may turn out to be kind of duds where it's going to be like we kind of know the team before the race even starts. Mm. Which would be kind of a bummer. So you're flagging that already? You think that could happen? I definitely think it can happen. Well, that was that's been one of them in the past. So you're saying, I'm looking at last year. McGordy, Shadrick, Kip, Cheer, Cheer, Mance, Chalanga, Klecker, Lamong. Yeah, yeah. I think it's those I think three it's are the done. big favorites. I think book the tickets. <laughs> Get on a kayak. So you think California to no Eugene, Oregon to uh, or Denver, Colorado to or Boulder, Colorado to Budapest. <laughs> so you think. But see, wouldn't someone try to mix it up because of that? Because then you got to go to the – you look at the five, you got the same three guys, plus probably Nur, Kincaid, and does Tier run it? Tier thinks uh, he's a 1,500 meter that's like six. Chal- that's like six, six guys. Chimo's not doing a 10. No, no. I'm saying wouldn't you try to move to the 10 as – avoid the five. Five is much stronger because you have the yeah, same three guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Fisher – you have Klecker and you have Kincaid plus Abdi Hamid and all the other people. Yeah, Nur, Chalimo, maybe Tier. So Emmanuel Bohr ran really fast last year. I said the five is going to be. If the 10 ends up being a dud, the five will be really good. Over under for the men. Anyone else getting the standard between now and USA's? And then both the men's and women's? There's not many chances to do it. I, I think it's going to be more a world rankings thing. Like who's looking up? Who's googling the best? Who's finding those meets 
out in Switzerland, right? Are there any midway continental championships you can get triple prize bonuses for? No? This is where our sports come to. I mean, that's what you got to be doing. You got to be Googling out there. Try to find the best races. So, a bunch of women have... Oh, no, they don't. They're next best by world rankings. There is one guy who has a spot in on world ranking. Can you guess who it is? Chalanga. It is Sean McGordy. He's oh. in the world rankings quota, not because of his points, but because oh, he's the NACAC champion. NACAC, yeah. Class. That's why I was thinking Chalanga because of Cross. But, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They're going to do another time trial again, right? Sound running? Probably. Yeah. Maybe so. Peyton Jordan. But it's 27. Yeah, that's a fast time. I, I think more guys will get it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll put the over under one and a half. Yeah. I think Abdi Habanero will get it. In the, the in the 10? Yeah. Yeah, why not Why not try to get both? Yeah. Especially if the, the five is going to be that competitive. But all it takes is one domino to fall, right? Like tier moving to the five just shakes everything up, right? And then everybody's going to try to scramble to get a spot. Did you see the other notable performance at the meet? The other notable performance. Oh, high school performance. Yeah. Leo Young ran 340 in a 1500. What does that equate to, would you say? Sub four mile. So, uh, Has he gone sub four before? I don't think he's run an official sub four. Mm. Um, but yeah, another Leo Young, another uh, Newberry Park sighting. I feel like they've been in the uh, track world the past two to three years. Every time they show up, they do something interesting. But yeah, Leo Young, 340. He lost to Casey Comber, who ran 339. Again, 340 isn't anything crazy. I mean, you know, that's going to be... Listen to you. Yeah, but it's a high school kid doing you. it, so you got to get excited a little bit about it. But, you know, I don't Congrats know. to him. Yeah, you, he probably wants to see the mile time. Yeah. The milestone only counts. Yeah. There's a reason the word mile is in milestone, right, Gordon? I just made that up right now. It's terrible. <laughs> Sorry. you have anything else? What's the chat saying? What's the chat saying? Bill says Dylan Jacobs might fight for a 5,000 spot. And he says, any news on Terrence Laird? We saw him indoors. Yeah. No Showed news. up. But he was, he was out there. Sprinters, 200-meter guys indoors. It's kind of like you don't know what you're getting. Uh, Brandon reminds us, Klecker outkicked Fisher and Kincaid when it mattered for USA's. Um, Bill says, Joe said his calf locked up. He struggled to finish. <sighs> Brandon Gardner says, Woody Kincaid is a sit and Klecker. Ooh. You like that one? Gordon loves puns. That's funny. Good one. Um, oh. Adam said Sisson at some point, and I don't even know what it's related to, but yeah, we, the probably, standard. we probably should include her in there. Oh, people getting the standard, yeah. But, man, she's getting so good at the marathon. Maybe she sticks with that. I'm not sure. Run the 10K. You can run a 10K in August and then you can run do both. the New York City Marathon. Adam also says he was an extra in Better Off Dead with John Cusack. Got real screen time. Ooh, got one up there. You can just walk around in a hoodie like Gordon did. Uh, anything else? Finished, finished quick today. Brandon says, NACAC is a qualifier. is like winning a high school basketball state championship and being invited to March Madness. Hey, that, if they let you in, though. If they let you in. Nobody's turning it down. Well, it's like, no, it's like winning the Sun Belt Championship or the Ivy League Championship and getting invited to 
March yeah. Madness. Yeah. There's which, like conferences. Which, which like the SWAC champions where they go like 14 and 12 and then they're Sometimes they the win 16 though. seed. Yeah. Well, 16s don't win that much. One? One 16s won, right? Yeah, one 16 against Virginia. And then Virginia the next year came back and won the whole Can you thing. name who it was? Uh, I can. Ah. Uh, God dang it. Calm down. I forgot. Ooh, I have it right here. You should know this. I know. This is really difficult to imagine you wouldn't know this. Give me a hint. First letter. It's in the, no, I'll give you an even better hint. It's in the state where you went to college. Oh. <laughs> but it's but, uh it's not Mar- Mar- not uh, uh It's one of the schools that you just say Four letters, and that's the name. UMBC. There you go. Yes, I remember. Speaking of uh, March Madness, should we do a March Madness bracket bracket? with our with our with the chat? Should I set up a a league and everyone can enter? Oh, an actual March Madness, not a track as March Madness. Well, we'll do that too. But we should like make a pool. Yeah. When does it start? It starts next week. Okay, would we have time after you get back from NCAA? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It starts on a Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday, Friday of next week. So that Monday podcast, I'll have the the bracket thing. We'll put it in the chat and everyone can enter and we'll give away a prize. Yeah, what prize? You sponsoring that? Yeah, yeah. I'll find a prize. All right. I'm going to try to win it, so I'm going to win my own prize. You always try and then... I won... I've, I win this often. <laughs> Guys, he's a big Remember, deal. I was top 50 in the world last year. At the end? By the end, were you? No. Well, that's what matters. No, I was top 50 in the world before going into the final four. And then you ended up? Like, top 2,000. Because Duke lost. (laughs) (laughs) I was winning the marathon in the first 100 No, I don't know. If you you were top 50 in the world in a March Madness bracket, you're going to put that on your tombstone. You're just going to. Okay, well, I look forward to that being on your tombstone. Uh, schedule this week. Wednesday, we'll do NCAA previews. And then I think that's the last pod for the week, correct? We haven't decided. Gordon will be on location on Friday. So we'll see. We'll see if we can figure something out for Friday. But um, Wednesday, all NCAA we'll do previews. picks. Picks. Should we pick every event? Mm-hmm. All of it. I'll pick every event. Don't go head-to-head? Sure. So just scratch over unders. It's just gonna be straight. We're picking, like no, 40 no, no, events. no, 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 no. That this is a different contest. I'm not gonna allow you to like move ahead and over unders because there's 45 picks in one week. No, but we'll talk about that Wednesday. Thanks to Nico for producing. Thanks to Gordon for co-hosting. Thanks to everybody who watched live. Subscribe, right? Like and tell subscribe. your friends. Oh, actually, no. You need to go to the Flow Track YouTube channel mm. and subscribe to that because we are. Like 300 subscribers away from 500k. Yeah, yeah. And so, go subscribe to the Flowtrack main YouTube channel. Yeah. Tam Beagle says, when is the members pod next week? When Gordon gets back from NCAAs. We're recording our members pod, so we'll have that one for you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.